What's up, After the Buzzers? It is another episode of American Grit. TK is back. Of course, we have another guest on the show, and it's all about the love on American Grit. Let's get it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. We did play this song. Hey! Come on, Yvette. Come on, get into it. I'm a yes. diehard Backstreet Boys Come fan. On. I ain't going to this. This is great. No. And I know he's playing it even longer. Hey. He's going to play it even longer. Shout out to Josh, our engineer, for playing. Can't be right. The gr- hey, get it, Josh. Get it, Josh. Get it. Yes. Come on, you can't. Yo, you cannot tell me. I, I like Justin Timberlake. Come on, you did. I, I, you have to. You have to like Because you know what? So you gotta, there you go. There you I knew go. it. I knew there it. you go. Okay, so, yes. you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my gosh. One of the greatest boy bands ever in oh, history. Damn. Wow, uh, let me adjust my head bucket. <laughs> what you know about Manuel? I'm just kidding. Oh, there was a lot, though. No. I mean, but I mean, they're one. I mean, they're not the greatest. I mean, no. really, if you want to really get down to it, we can talk New Edition. If you want to classify Jackson them as Five, band. Jackson Five. I, I mean, I would say the Beatles, but you know, that's just me. But that's not a boy. Commodores. Band. Yeah, that's not. Then you get into because that, that was a man band. That was a right. I'll yeah. take man bands all day. All yes. day, son. All <laughs> Earth, day. Earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> Those, okay, again, this is not, man band. You've you've left the or whole I'll territory. Just take the rock. I like <laughs> man band. Oh, here we go. Here we go. He's, all... He's not on the show, guys. It doesn't <laughs> matter. We will always drop in his name. Hashtag <laughs> come out with the rock day three. Make oh, it work for me. I'll, I'll talk gosh. about it at the end of the show. Yeah, 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 make yeah, it yeah. work. I was like, what? I'm down. It's serious. Maybe, yeah, you know. What, I watched what? Moana like three times just to yeah, listen. Just yeah. because of The Rock. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So beautiful. Okay. Mm. Yes. Okay. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what's up? It's American Grit. It's your boy, Lim Gonzalez here. Uh, you can find me on social media at The Poet Saint all day, every day. You can also check my website out. Stayonthemic.com. Next to me is uh, TK so? Trinidad. Back in the house. What's up, Ooh. girl? Ooh. Website. It's <laughs> Oh, stop it. Oh, stop That's it. That's fancy. I mean, it is. So, you know, wish I could be like you when I grow up. Um, my name is oh TK Trinidad. You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Also, I do have a hashtag. It's in my, I'm in my birth season right now. It's six weeks long. The hashtag is Workout with the Rock. That is my birth season goal. And I'm also giving back to charity to the Boys and Girls Club. So you can follow all that on my social media. Oh, that's pretty dope. I mean, I mean, as I'm pursuing the rock, that I can also help others. I mean, that's a dual purpose. So it's like... Uh, stalking for charity. Yes. 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 Okay. See, I just I, wanna, I must be selfish because I just stalk for pleasure. <laughs> I mean, I stalk him for pleasure, but I want to be able to work out with him and say, "Hey, by the uh-huh. way, like I also help kids. Please take your shirt off <laughs> and let me watch you do some." some I would have been like, "Yo, can we pull out the like the rock days, like you know, uh-huh. just the, the the leather vest and the spanks?" Oh, lo- lose the vest. Just yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you know, just yeah. so it doesn't seem that bad. Well, I mean. I'd lick peanut butter off his chest. Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> so back to American Grit. Girl, you can put things um, on also, I don't like on him also and I'll still on the panel, off. we have <laughs> Yvette Sanchez. 
And you can find me at the in the rocks trunk. Oh, <laughs> you can find me. This you can find so me at bad. Sports and Sass on Twitter with so three bad. S's or Sports and Sass with two S's on Instagram. Oh man, you guys are really killing me. Um, <laughs> Double team will be in the trunk. Okay. Hi. All right. All right. What's up? Uh, you see the empty chair there. Uh, Ty Matthews will be joining us shortly. He's actually uh, invisible. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got a cloak here. on. He's got an invisible cloak. But he'll be with us shortly. You know, we in LA. We got that traffic situation going on all times of the day. But ladies and gentlemen, we do have a guest here via Skype, um, but she's with us in our hearts. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, the most recently uh, eliminated contestant, but I know she is amazing and I can't wait to talk to her. Ladies and gentlemen, Jill is with us. What's up, Jill? Hey guys, I'm excited to be joining you. Yes, we're excited to have you. I, first of all, I got to tell you, you have like one of the best smiles like ever. Like I love like on the show seeing you smile. It's just like it's really dope. So yes, yeah, shout out to your smile. You're saying. <laughs> oh, I will let my orthodontist know and my dentist okay. and your oh, hairstylist because yes. your hair. Is that popping. hair is amazing. Yeah. Stylist, isn't she amazing? Yeah, she's popping right now. <laughs> I love it. So. um Jill, uh, obviously, unfortunately, as I mentioned, uh, you were most recently eliminated. uh, And I want to get first on just your take overall about the experience on American Grant while you were on the show. Oh, the overall experience. It's so hard to just wrap it up in such a short time. But um, what an amazing experience. I'm from a really small town in Utah. So I'm pretty sheltered and we're pretty secluded out here. So it's kind of a big deal to be able to go and do fun stuff like that. Um, I got to meet the most amazing people. I All the cadres set really amazing examples for us. And um, the challenges were really great. It was fun to be able to kind of compete for the short while that I did. But overall, it was a really great experience. It kind of got me out of my comfort zone. And um, I'm glad I kind of convinced them to keep me and put me on the show. So... It was fun. Nice. Nice. Absolutely. Um, we we see, obviously, everyone kind of, and it's still coming out with some of the contestants as far as why they feel that they're there. Um, everyone has something that they're dealing with in their lives, whether it's external or internal. And yours uh, and the situation was actually highlighted uh, more in this episode about how you having an affair is affecting your family. Um, oh, we lost her. Sorry. Oh, I was like, did I say the wrong thing? What happened? After this, I'm out. <laughs> it was on TV, I swear. <laughs> did it tell me it was okay? Um, but you're mentioning, the, obviously, about the affair that happened and how it was affecting your family. Can you take us back to that moment on the show in this episode that we saw? Yeah. Um, kind of disappointing with the editing. Um, so I obviously went to American Grit. I went to Camp Grit at a really vulnerable time in my life. Uh-huh. It's right when I was setting up from my now ex-husband. Um, I mentioned one time in one interview that I had an affair. It's been almost six years ago. Oh, wow. It's oh, wow. kind of old news at this point. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah, it really is. I've kind of worked hard to kind of get back from that i'm it's a shitty thing to do i'm not proud of it not at all uh so i've kind of worked my way out of that we kind of worked on our marriage for the past you know five years and then i just kind of came to terms with uh it wasn't working out 
there were a lot of reasons for my divorce. It wasn't just that five years ago. And I've, I've never claimed to be a victim. Um, so it's just, it's kind of uh, tricky how the editing kind of yeah. mm-hmm. that my thing. And it was actually pretty disappointing. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear uh, that. It happens. It happens. Yeah. I mean, we have heard many times from different castmates uh, that have had, you know, fallen prey to that, unfortunately. And the only reason why I really brought it up, because it seemed like it was a vulnerable moment for you, but it was also a rallying of everyone with you coming together um, and just basically, you know, about you taking care of yourself and and wanting to do this experience. Do you think that being on the show, um, as far as personally, in that time you were, um, do you think that it helped motivate you and helped put you in a better situation? It definitely did. Uh, I've kind of always had to put up like this exterior, and it's probably why you complimented my smile. I practice smiling a lot. Mm. So even on days where I'm not feeling my greatest, I still just throw on my spot, my smile and go about my day. But um, it was kind of a good place to be at the time I needed um, to be surrounded by support. And even though these were all strangers that I was just meeting, um, kind of all of us let down our walls and it was just a lot of support there and it kind of felt nice to lay everything out, lay all my cards out on the table and to get support from all these strangers and let them know that, hey, we've all got shit we're going through and, you know, not one of us tried to pretend like our problems were any more or any less significant than the next person. So it was a really great place to be and I had a lot of support there. It was nice. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> I want to break down uh, the episode and get into that, uh, what we saw this particular past episode. So um, we see, you know, we saw this last particular uh, episode that there was some romanticizing mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. for. Last couple episodes, um, there was one I didn't like, which was the one between the cadre, uh, Mr. Um, Grady. Grady. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was not happy about that situation. But I did like Herman and Melanie. I do like them. I, I did that. I do have too. a question, though. Do you oh. guys work out at the... Because they, they don't show that. Like, what did you do that, like, in the in-between time between, like, the competitions and all that stuff? Oh, man. I would love to say, like, on TV, they make it look like everything is like, quick, quick, quick. Get your stuff. Go, go, go. Uh-huh. It was a lot of waiting, and it was a lot of sitting around um yeah there was a lot of downtime people would work out people would just kind of go play not everyone was into working out it wasn't their thing but there was a lot I think we all kind of had our own individual things um I obviously would go do yoga and I taught quite a few of them there some little yoga classes so for me that was nice to kind of get in my comfort zone and be able to do yoga there were people that would run every day and kind of do their own calisthenics so we we found stuff to fill our time yeah do you do you wish that it would have been more of like a boot camp situation where you guys were getting put through the paces and then you add the competition element to it because it felt like that to me that's what's it was missing it's like okay you guys have this lot of downtime you guys are in your element you click with whoever you click with oh now we have a competition oh somebody's gone like it just it just felt like i wanted some blood sweat and tears and some more crying I you wanted more crying? Yeah. You wanted, yeah. I, I thought Hannah had that. I was like, there was quite a bit of crying. Well, Hannah had the bulk of the crying, but it's like, 
you know, to, to get grit, you have to put people through certain situations. So if right. you're saying, you know, everybody's going to run on a five mile run mm-hmm. and, right. you know, somebody's never been on a five mile run before, then, you know, everybody's still running on a five mile run, whether you trot or whatever. Like, I would have liked to see that because that challenges you. Mm. So, like more challenging aspects. Yeah. Too. That's what I went there looking for. I thought it was going to be a lot of physical challenges and I was ready to, you know, push my body to the limit and work out and kick some ass. And that's kind of not what we got at all. So that part for me, um, they totally changed directions from season one to season two. And I was hoping that it was going to be more like season one and we'd get more of the physical challenges. Um, We didn't, and it's okay, and I still loved my experience. But, yeah, it was a little disappointing not to have super physical challenges. He did. He did mention he though did, did. at the beginning of the. Uh, it was going to be different. That was going to be different, and we saw like with the people that you know brought in, even right. with the cadre. You yeah. Know, right. I yeah. Mean, what, uh, Chloe said, "Yeah, I don't work out." <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> Chloe and I are actually working out this Saturday. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we're going to oh, work word. out in the morning. Word, it's gonna word. Be, it's gonna be I'm going to videotape this. Going to be. Oh, that would be great. Oh yeah, um, we got to bring in a clip. But um, yeah, it's it's even though like they even though every, a lot of individuals um haven't worked out before. I know you've done yoga, but that's I think there was a yoga instructor on the first season too. Like it just would have been nice to you know see some physicality because. Yeah. I, or, or on the flip side, they might have not done that because now you get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, mm-hmm. you spill more beans, you get more vulnerable, and now you make more mistakes. You just want to see somebody pass out. That's what I, you I, want. No, I just, I just think... <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, I, just think, I mean, if that's what you no, want. No, because I've done sports all my life, and I think mm-hmm. people who've done sports or even like dance or something that, that aspect, it builds character. The competition and aspect? The competition right, aspect yeah. because now you, you know how to approach life. Mm-hmm. So if you've never had that in your background before... And and now, you know, you might not take it's not like a biggest loser thing. I definitely get that. But you you take that experience that you had on American Grit and you apply it to your life. Like if I've done if you've never done a 5K and then you've done a 5K on American Grit and you probably will never do that 5K again. At mm-hmm. least you have that point where it's like I did a 5K before. Right. I can do this. This right. is this is nothing. Right. So like you're, you're kind of building off building off of that. So that's why I kind of. Feel like um oh my gosh the I don't have the list of names but you know the, the chunky dude the one who rich uh, yeah like, yeah Richard he like seems like he, he was sitting there eating nachos and chips and stuff like that I'm like really like John Cena's down in the house like, like right you, there. you you you're cool with that mm-hmm. like you know I'm not saying you, you have to be on a diet but something I will say so he used to be a football player. And um, it doesn't show it. All the good positive stuff didn't make the cuts for editing because apparently that's not what um, sell makes good reality yeah, TV. That's true. true. But um, it, there was a lot of good things happening at Camp Crit, and it's kind of unfortunate that we don't get to see a lot of it. Um, Ricky did at our first meeting make me our team captain right from the get go. And so there was one day that we decided we just would go out to the field and kind of get in some physical activity. Ricky wasn't with us. It was just kind of a team-building experience. All these other teams seemed to be bonding really well, and our team didn't have a good bond right out the gate. So we went out and started um, doing exercises, and so we just kind of did some calisthenics in the field and whatnot. And Richard, he may not look like the most physically fit person, but that dude has the heart of a lion. It, mm. He's just amazing. And so at the very end, we ran sprints. And um, the first set of sprints, I'm fairly fast. I'm somewhat fast, I guess you could say. But the first set of sprints, I turned around and he was hot on my tail. So he's 
he's probably a little more physical than what you'd expect from him. Mm. Yeah. He yeah. just he just is hiding it in there. Just so. hiding it. He was probably yeah. in the line. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> Well, it, it it seems like in this particular, and obviously, you know, just in your experience, it does seem like he's really or trying to. The attempt is to focus on the internal struggle that you know everyone's having, whatever it is, mm-hmm. as opposed to more the outward physical type situation. Which is why it seems like because it, there is competition, obviously, yeah. right? But it isn't as physical as we saw last season yeah. with a lot of the running, a lot of the physical activity. That would you would it be safe to say in your in your opinion that it is more of an internal thing that he's looking at and trying to bring that out of someone yeah um i think overall it was uh internal for all of us Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of us went there expecting to get physically challenged um but i think overall everything was set i mean they say it's for people who had lost their grit or never had it and Mm -hmm. so i think the overall objective was for all of us to kind of dig deep internally and kind of get our shit together and, you know, start being stronger than we were leading on prior to Camp Grit. So. Right. right. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. You just want more physicality. I will. I, it's your your body. You have everything there. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you can get the, the grit as far as, you know, mentally. And if that's the case, then, you know, not only have the cadre there, you should have had, like, a psychologist there to, mm-hmm. to break everything down. But on the flip side, you know, you only have... So, my, pre- my preference is this. So some of you guys might not know. I was in a car accident, like, three weeks ago. I could have died. You know, I treat... Before that, like, I was ready to die. I was ready for a truck to hit me. And I was good with that because I treat my life... Uh, on a daily basis like you know this might be my last so if you're uh, you should apply that to your body your mind and your spirit so it's like yeah we can definitely concentrate on on that for the season two but like just at least like you know a group jog Mm -hmm. like just something where we're still in the beginning of the show too so it might pick up it it might john I'm getting soft on some folks. You were calling, you were crying in this episode. Like, come I, on now, I, I get, was with, cool it. With, John get with it, get with it. I thought I was it was cool, cool that John was crying. I mean, you're cool with anything I, he does. Of I course would, you are. Yeah, yeah, I would be too. I'd probably hang out in his in his uh, trunk. As oh, well. here we go, here we go. Okay, goes left again. Um, yeah, but no, I I I, I, I do see yeah. where the direction is with this show. I see where the change is, and I you know it'll be safe to say to see how it turns out to see if it was something Mm -hmm. because I did appreciate last season I thought last season was amazing to see these people basically compete and push themselves to the limit and that's basically what they did every time it was a push to the limit type situation last season was physically pushing yourself to the limit this season is definitely like mentally Mm -hmm. and spiritually pushing yourself to that limit not you know not as much physical even though when you do get that physical and you are in competition Emotions and stuff come out that you don't even realize you were holding back. Uh, Sure. Either more emotional, you let down a lot more, you say things that you really have been wanting to say. So it's kind of, I see what you're saying, that you like put them through something that's going to make them get it out. Right. Rather than, hey, what's going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's the thing. So I don't know if you could tell us, did you you feel like you were pushed to an emotional level? I really do. So I know it's hard to tell because I just went on Fox and like kind of spilled all my deepest, darkest issues on there. But I'm a really guarded person and it takes a lot for people to get close to me. So I've got like a really tight circle that knows a lot about me. But for the most part, I'm pretty guarded. So 
to go there, it even took me a little bit to let those walls down. And um, I am not a big fan of crying. So I try not to cry very often, which I, I don't have anything against. If people want to cry, go ahead. I'm not saying it's bad. Just for me, I prefer not to cry very much. Um, however, going to Camp Grit, I don't know what the hell happened, but I let a few walls down and I probably cried there more in the few weeks I was there than I have in my previous 27 years. Wow. But yeah, wow. so it was, but I'm kind of the same way. I'm an athlete. And so to me, how, how I would push my body or how I would find my grit would be more of a physical process. So, um, you know, I think you do kind of find out how mentally tough you are by getting physically tough. Mm -hmm. So I think that maybe they, they tried to do a good balance of doing um, some challenges that were a little bit physical, but a lot of it was mental as well. And even in that challenge that first week, um, a, few was, a few of us had mentioned that it seemed a little like fraternity antic, mm -hmm. you know, getting naked on TV, shaving heads. So we had mentioned that and they said, you know, it came down to a choice. You had a choice whether or not you wanted to do that. You didn't have to race through and do it. You could have stopped to think about, should I be doing this? Do I need to do this? Right. And, right. you know, being an athlete, you're there to win. So you're not stopping exactly. and thinking, right. should I get naked right. on TV? Mm -hmm. No, you're thinking, I want to be the first to finish. So you just do it. And it's later that you start realizing like, wow, I... Maybe I didn't know that I had that in me. So, um, and same with, you know, that second challenge uh, of rowing the boats. It was, um, it was a big, it was big in trust. You know, they had to trust what I was telling them to do, but it was also a good team building exercise. And um, we had one that was not super into being a team sport. So it was, it was kind of hard to get everyone on the same page. So it kind of was that good balance of physical and mental kind of merging together and finding a balance. So we kind of got the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think obviously there's a thing that's brewing because um, last time it was, well, this time it was trust. Right. And then the last time was choice. And I can see that this is going to be the recurring like the, thing. Mm -hmm. Exactly. With what, but I think it's, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a value system. Mm -hmm. And it's like how you can build that up because if it is truly internal and that's what he's going, then those are things that people have to deal with internally right. with making the right choice, you know, trusting one another or what have you. And then as it progresses, what we'll see. Yeah. So um, I think it'll, I think it'll still get there. It'll get there. We yeah. just gotta wait and see. I know TK is like, whatever. I, I want to see somebody. I mean, I'm, I'm about fallouts. I'm, I'm, I'm about the emotional stuff too. Like, sure. there's a guy by the name of uh, Eric Thomas, the hip hop preacher. He, like, he has all these motivational things, and he definitely challenges you on a mental level. Mm -hmm. But then he also says, like, I get up at three o'clock in the morning and work out because not because I want to, it's because I have to. Like, this yeah. is not a choice. This is what I'm doing. Right. So it's just kind of like. I think I think it, it gets back to the editing part. Yeah. Maybe there's a lot of stuff that we just didn't see. Obviously, because oh, yeah, how many sure. days? How many days? Do you know how many days they uh, filmed for in total? Um, overall, I can't remember, and I actually am not sure if I'm allowed to say for sure. Mm -hmm. um, however, I have kind of compared it to um, reading a very detailed book, and you're really invested in the book, and you know all the details, and you love all the details, and then you have to watch kind of. Uh, 
the a adaptation. poorly written movie about it, uh, which I'm not editing is poor, but mm -hmm. I mean, to they have to take weeks and weeks of sure. filming. I mean, it was 24-7 of us being strapped to microphones and cameras around, and then they've got to pick and choose what they want to show in right. these 40-minute episodes. So, you know, they don't get to go very deep into everyone's stories, but... Um, you know, I think it's kind of unfortunate that they do show a lot of the drama and a few negative things, and maybe that's just the yoga hippie in me, but I always like to see the bright side of things, and I know Sherman has gotten kind of some rough media stuff, and everyone keeps asking me personally, was he really that big of an ass? Was he really that big of an ass? He absolutely was not. Mm -hmm. Not at all. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he came over that bridge that first day, and he was screaming, and I think all of us just thought, oh, shit, who's this guy? <laughs> so, I think, I mean, he came out swinging. He came out with his guns blazing, and, you know, sadly, there was an incident right there at the beginning, and, you know, maybe he's competitive, and he thought that was him getting a little edge up, but... We all make mistakes. All yeah. of us are there for one reason or another, and I'm pretty sure that all of us have made mistakes at one point. So he's gotten some harsh press, press but, but he really is. He's a hell of a guy. He's a nice guy. Yeah, especially right. when mics are strapped to you 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'd be surprised what so you So many yeah. FCC violations <laughs> in the last yeah. three hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. I cannot have yeah. a mic stra strapped to me yeah. for I know. 24 hours. Now that you say that, I don't think I'm going to apply for the show next year. Cause <laughs> this, I, you know, maybe that has a lot to do with what they can show and what they can't because uh -huh. I don't know. We Maybe we had filthy mouths and said stuff that they couldn't <laughs> air, so they've had to kind of narrow it down that way. But yeah, when you're strapped into a microphone and there's cameras in your face all the time, it, you at first you're a little bit cautious and then you're just like, ah, screw it. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> Gotta do what go. Stuff comes out that when I left, my mom said, just please don't swear very much on TV. So I, I did my best. <laughs> I gave it that old college try. I, I tried, Mom. I did. I tried. I really did. Um, so breaking down the episode, as I mentioned, we see Herman, this continued romance with Melanie. Um, and we see, like, supposedly it turns into this situation when they go under the house. Uh, which was, I, I, which I, was I didn't weird. get that. <laughs> But there's no beds or doors or rooms. Well, or... I mean, I first I thought she said I need to relieve tension or something to that degree. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking like, oh, okay. But then she's like, oh, no, 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 nothing happened. So I'm like, okay. Something so happened. What, what were you doing yeah. down there? Um, and then, of course. Well, she just wanted to be adventurous. Is, well, I guess underneath the house. Yeah, but there's uh, like grubs and worms all, all and nasty dirt. Stuff. And like you can't even see it because it's dark outside. Yeah. That's yeah, all types so of dangerous right we there. We had a lot of downtime there. And <laughs> right. I mean, we you had to find stuff to fill your time, and you still want to have fun and be adventurous. And it was kind of, we didn't have a wide range of where we could roam. It was very, very limited um, space of where we could even go. So I think seeing the same exact scenery and not being able to, um, a lot of us are very adventurous, and we like to be on the go and just constantly doing stuff. So to have us in such a confined space you do start to become a little bit stir crazy right. and it was just an outlet of fun and like i say there's so much footage that you don't get to see and it kind of built up to that but they were just having fun and mm -hmm. i i it looked like they were having fun and i'm happy for them and um they are two of the neatest people to ever walk this earth i'm telling you i think really? those two are really special so That's do you nice. still talk to them you know, I keep in touch with everyone at Camp Grit. So are so, they still together? Yeah. 
Um, I you'll, that's a question you'll have to ask. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I, I knew where you were try. going. I was like, do, do it. it. Do try. it. Oh. Try. Oh man. I did see You're good. How, You're good. <laughs> I did see how um Allie got in a little trouble because oh, she was spilling the beans about like, oh my gosh, they were being disrespectful and how was all that of this. disrespectful? It, it wasn't. I don't I know. I would have turned around and I would have been like, You probably think it's disrespectful because you want to be down there with him. So oh, stop my. trying to hate. She was doing the most, and of course it did backfire on her. And yeah, so yeah. basically they confronted her about it and she kind of backpedaled a little bit. Um yeah. and she's one of the ones that you know it gets emotional and, and stuff like that a lot um, <laughs> um, w- regarding that I don't know how where you were in that situation if you were close by but did it did it play out like what we saw I know you just mentioned editing and, and everything but was she really like doing the most with what she was talking about with him you know what I'm not sure if I just was completely oblivious or in my own bubble but I was completely unaware of all of that happening with the negativity mm-hmm. um, I know a lot of people when John Cena came to get Melanie a lot of people were like where did they go what is this about and so with Herman and Melanie kind of having fun that night before it was like oh I don't know could it be something mm-hmm. but they, in all honesty they did nothing wrong that night and so I think for the most part I just figured no, if they're going to get in trouble, it's not going to be John Cena to get them. It's probably going to be producers or right. something. So yeah. um, I don't know. I think maybe I was just oblivious to any of the negativity or any of the shit talk that was going on there. And and like I say, it's editing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know exactly what Allison said. You know, it looked like she was having fun with them and pouring water on them from the video. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't have a beef with Allison, and I think she was... She was good to me, and we had fun while we were there. So I think um, that's where it plays into the twenty-four hours with the with the mic on. Like right. you, right. like try to go back in the last five hours of what you said, mm-hmm. and then somebody's going to confront you and say, "Hey!" And then you're going to think you said one word, mm-hmm. and one word can literally change a whole oh, sentence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did she say? Because she literally almost said, like, you know that thing, like when the teacher was like, "If it says he was born in nineteen eighty nine, use your own words," and it's like nineteen eighty nine is the year he was born. Yeah, you know, like you flip it, but just that one little bit. And she literally almost said the same thing, but she switched one word right. where it just completely changed everything. So, Right. I mean, yeah. I, I I don't think, from what we saw, looking at a fan standpoint and a viewer standpoint, I don't think that, you know, uh, you know that they were wrong with confronting her. Um, I think it was one of those things that, you know, if it was said, let's hash it out. You know, if you said it, regardless of the situation, nothing happened. Let's go back to doing what we're doing and mm-hmm. enjoying this competition and whatnot. So yeah, I thought it, and also yeah. what I respect most about they, the way they confronted her about it is they did it in private right. and they took her off. I mean, I know where they were because um, I know what camp it was like, but it was it was a pretty secluded area. So I know they tried to keep it, you know, really quiet and just so she didn't feel like she was being attacked or ganged up on. And I mean, I think they just wanted to clear the air. And I know that afterwards, Herman and Melanie are great people. So Mm -hmm. I think it was like they said what they needed to say and they knew where they stood. Yeah, I wasn't mad at all. Um, Let's talk about this challenge, the boat race. Um, Again, this is a challenge of trust, uh, trusting your teammates. And so there were captains that were chosen prior. You got chosen as a captain. Um, When Ricky picked you, how did you feel about it? Did you feel confident? Like, what was the the mood of that? 
Yeah, so I had mentioned a little bit earlier, upon our first meeting with Ricky, she appointed me as our team captain, just as the yellow team captain. Uh So I had kind of already felt like I had to step up into that role and maybe be a leader for my team. Um, So then that second challenge, when every cadre had to choose a captain for their team, she said, obviously, I've already chosen you as my captain, so I'm going to stick with that. So it is extra pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously didn't want to let Ricky down, and I definitely didn't want to let my team down. So it was a little bit extra pressure, and I um, I was kind of excited, though. I was completely honored that she chose me to be the leader, the captain. So it, it was pretty exciting. I was excited to be able to do it. I'm glad that she picked me. Word. And, of course, you guys had to navigate through a series, through this lake of kind of obstacles kind of going around in like a path. And through that, you know, as you, the captain, they were all blindfolded, but you didn't have any oar with you. You just had to direct them. How was that, you know, in that challenge? Was that something that was difficult? Was everybody kind of doing their own thing? What was going on? Yeah, so it was kind of interesting because um, as you saw in, because everyone watched, right? Mm -hmm. So if you watched American Grit, that third episode, um, the cadres were given the word trust and they were told that there would be boats. So when the cadres come with the teams, we each go do our individual exercises or team bonding or or whatever it is our cadre has in mind for us. And um, Ricky actually, just based off of the boats and trust, she had everyone get blindfolded. So Carla, Scarlett, and Richard were blindfolded. And then I was in the boat. Ricky was in the boat with us while we did our exercise. And we had to, I had to guide them around just our little pond around our back patio um and so it was a good exercise that we kind of got a feel for doing it however i was rowing so it was kind of nice that i would be able to if if they were getting off i could hurry and make up one side or the other so that was a huge benefit for us and each cadre had their own team doing different things and burke and grady each had their teams in their boats as well and doing different stuff and I think it was Burke and possibly Grady's team saw that Ricky had us blindfolded. And so I know Burke had his team close their eyes and kind of did a similar exercise. Ah. So kind of flattering that he kind of took that from Ricky and went off of it. But I think that did give us a little bit of a jump start to go into the actual challenge. And then uh, when they said that I had to drop my, my paddle, that was kind of of a little bit of a panic because I did a lot of the steering so um, we just kind of modified ours and we put Richard right up at the nose of the boat and kind of had him rowing on equal sides and then Carla and Scarlett were on the back side so um, it was difficult it was really difficult it's so frustrating having to um, give direction and not being able to help physically because mm. I am an athlete and I want to be doing the physical work as much as I want to be telling people what to do um, there was a point that Richard was getting tired up there because he would have to keep switching his paddle and you know he's not the most physically fit person but I had the map in my hand and I stood up and got behind him and started whipping him with the map <laughs> telling him to pick it up so get it going boy <laughs> I wasn't about to let him start slacking and he did so um, it was a lot of fun though it was really frustrating because right out the gates we kind of got bumpered in between the green and I think the red team was right next to us. So we kind of got wedged in right out the gates and um, paddles were hitting hands and it was pretty crazy. It was fun. And we had, we had a good start going and then we just took a little bit wrong turn off into the bushes and kind of lost a good little 
green had the clear lead, but we were second for a while. So um, it was tough. We had a good rhythm. We had a good flow going, but there is just no way we did not have the, the horsepower that the green team had. Uh-huh. So they had George and Herman, like right. the two most physically fit people. And, and Michael is an amazing director, an amazing um, captain for them. And so he did a really good, good job leading them. And they just smoked everyone. There was just mm-hmm. no catching green. Now, do you think, uh, I know this has been talk amongst the cadre, and then even just uh, we see with the teams and whatnot, do you feel that Grady has a stacked team? Uh, I absolutely do, yeah. I think that he does have a physical advantage for sure. Uh-huh. Um, uh, it's kind of tricky because I feel like, does he have a stacked team? Yes, he does. But every cadre chose who they wanted on their team, and they all went in order. So everyone had the opportunity to get those same people you know at one point or another so um whatever his method was uh to say that he has a physically stacked team yes um for other people to say that they didn't have as much to work on as everyone else i don't know that that's true because i think we all were going through some shit and like i said earlier no one person has any more or less significance to their problems than the next so um, but yeah, he had a very physically fit team, and I think um, that day on the beach, I knew that Green Team was going to be the team to beat. To beat, okay. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they do because going back to the physicality, mm-hmm. if the, the challenges lend themselves to be on a physical nature, I could see that they would be the team. It was right. kind of like last season. Dude, um, green, yeah. green's like the green color of the beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like it's the color of the Hulk. It's the color of the right. beast. Like exactly. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's something special with green, but like literally on the way here, I was thinking, I was like, it's the same as last season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't start. They didn't lose. They anybody. didn't start dropping till till late. Till yeah. late. Till late. late till late. Game. And they dominated. Like they did. I don't dominated. think anybody went home for green. I think one went home. Oh no! For our um, for last year. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. I think they lost one person. I think uh, they lost, yeah, they one, lost but one person, but it was like late in the season. Yeah, yeah literally. It was like late in the season. Um, I want to get um, to the elimination because you ended up getting thrown in um, with the way um, I, I don't know. How do you feel about the way he did it? Because he picked basically the captains. He felt like it was the fair thing to do. Um, but I felt like when I saw that, I'm like, well, shoot, Jill's a captain again, a captain, which means she's going to throw in again. I don't yeah. know how fair that is. Um, when you were called again, obviously to go in, how did that? How did that make you feel at that point? fair and love and war so it was kind of to be expected I mean anytime there's a captain selected for any sort of challenge if they don't win kind of all eyes are on the captain and I really will say that that day out on those boats um, Carla Scarlett and Richard they all gave 100% and um, like I said we did a damn good job out there we just didn't have the horsepower that Green had Mm -hmm. so for Grady to choose, I mean, as soon as we lost, I kind of figured, well, shit, I better get in the game zone because I know it's going to be me. Mm. Um, I think that he chose right. I, I won't say that I think that he should have given me any sort of free pass because I went the previous week because we were there to find our grit. And, you know, it shouldn't be like, well, you went last week. That's okay. Mm. No. You know, if you have to go in week after week after week, then go. So I wasn't, he even pulled me aside and he said that he really struggled with um, having to send me. And 
I told him it's okay. I if I were in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. So I was completely fine with it. I would have liked to have seen that. I, I know we don't get to yeah. see. I would have liked but, to see that. Yeah, because we don't really see a, a soft side of Grady's. Pretty much like, you know, he has that cocky element to him, and it'd been nice yeah. for, to see that side of him. Just like when John showed his side when he cried with oh, the yeah. hair, and the, I mean, I thought that was really touching. <laughs> yeah, I was in love all over again. He was like. Don't on, don't tell nobody. He's like, no. I was like, God, that I was like, God, that shirt looks great on you. Everything looks great on him. Always goes left. Always goes left. So in the elimination, you know that for sure. What? Oh my gosh. You see what I have to deal with? Jill? You see what I have to deal with? I'm really oh, trying to be best. on this. See, this you know, is why really. we can't be on the show. We'd be like, yo, you two need to leave. Yeah, really. Yeah, y'all would be in so much trouble. Oh, my gosh. It'd be fun. <laughs> so uh, the challenges or the elimination um, challenges that you have to keep these four wheels spinning at all times. And, of course, the first one to have a wheel stop and loses and has to ring out. Unfortunately, that landed on you. How long? Do you remember how long you guys were going? Like I saw it go past. I think it's an hour or, twenty. Yeah. 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 Was it an hour twenty? Yeah. Hour twenty or hour twenty-five? Okay, somewhere around there. It probably felt like four hours. It was close to three hours, actually. Oh, oh. really? Yeah, it really was. Um, wow. Yeah, that's why I say it's kind of disappointing with the editing because oh. when you know all these behind-the-scenes yeah, uh, details, and then to see what they've done with the editing was like, oh, okay. Um, and so I know a lot of people have even been really disappointed watching that on TV because they were like, you guys spun wheels? Wow. Um, so we went for a solid 90 minutes, just nonstop going. And they stopped us and they said, um, when we tested this game out and the people who go through and tested, um, it lasted 20 to 30 minutes. So other people were having their wheels stop after 20 to 30 minutes. So they were expecting it to be a 20 to 30 minute elimination process. Oh, wow. Um, after 90 minutes of the three of us just going completely solid, uh, they stopped us and said, we're going to tighten the wheels. So they tightened our wheels and then we jumped back in and did it. And um, I, after that, it was kind of a blur. I didn't have a watch on, obviously, and my mind was on spinning the wheels, not the time. But um, from what I'm told, we spun those wheels for two hours and 20 minutes. So um, another interesting thing on the episode, it doesn't really show my wheel stopping in real time. It just is kind of a close-up of the yellow yeah. wheel stopping. Right. Um, they didn't actually see my wheel stop in real time. They weren't sure if it stopped. So... What they told me is that they had to watch in the booth and they had to slow it down and replay it five different times in slow motion to see that um, it stopped just for a split second right before my hand got to it to spin it. So it was pretty intense and pretty exciting. And that's the kind of stuff I wish wow. they would have shown on TV instead mm -hmm. of just making a cut and saying, all right, Jill, you're real stopped. Right. So um, it was really close, though, and it was... Uh, it was really, really frustrating that my wheel stopped. I'm super competitive, and I it was disappointing. And I have thought about those wheels every <laughs> single day. Yeah. Well, we got to give yeah. it up to you because yeah. you definitely put it in. For sure, for sure. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying with the, the whole physical thing. Because yeah. if you know how physical they right. are, because right. even the first challenge where they were dunking them underwater, uh -huh. it seems, and I, you can confirm this, it seemed yeah. like they didn't expect anybody to last that long either. Right. And, you know, th everybody did. They had to reevaluate. Yeah, right. yeah right. so it looks right. like they were like, you know, 
they plan the competition for people who like, like eat Krispy Kreme donuts like 10 times a day. Yeah. Like it didn't feel well, like, you know. I will say that first challenge even where we got dunked in the water, there were people sobbing, like hysterically sobbing before we ever even got strapped in or got started. So um, it, I was actually shocked on that first one that no one dropped because the amount of people that were crying and then I know there were a few people that said, well, I'm not going to be the first person to drop, but as soon as someone drops, I'm going in. So I think everyone was just kind of waiting, you know, for someone, someone right. hurry and drop so I can drop. But I've got to be very honest, and I don't know if it's just kind of the adrenaline junkie in me, or I'm a yogi. I like being upside down, and I also love water. But that first challenge, it was so fun. So I would do that again, just. Just for because. leisure. Just, <laughs> just, back just for fun. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Jill, real quick, we only got a couple more minutes. Oh. I, I want to talk about the Grit Cares that's on your T-shirt. Just one yeah. minute definition. What's going on with that? How can people get into that? What's going on? So this is what lovely Melanie started. That first challenge where she shaved her head and her first thought was, can I, shave, or can I donate my hair? Um, so John Cena was true to his word, came and picked her up from Camp Grit and took her to um, a salon. They were cutting hair or they were fitting wigs on children with uh, cancer. So she got to meet quite a few people there that really touched her heart. And there was one girl that she came in touch with, yeah. um, Terea Garvin. And so she kind of had a little close bond with her. Um, unfortunately, Terea lost her battle and passed away in November. Um, upon finding out, Melanie got in touch with her family and just kind of reached out to them and wondered what she could do to help or if there was anything she could do to assist. And so what she's done is kind of teamed up with Cure Childhood Cancer. I don't know if you can read that on my sleeve there. Mm-hmm. Cure Childhood mm-hmm. Cancer. And we can put a link up or I have it on my Facebook and Instagram page. But um, we started sporting these Grit Cares and using our hashtag Grit Cares and Team Terea to raise funds. And what Melanie is hoping to do is raise $10,000. And I think she's got a deadline that's going to end here in about four days. So um, if you go to Cure Childhood Cancer, there is a link there where you can make a donation. And every single little bit helps, whether you can give a dollar, $5, $10, it would be greatly appreciated. And for me personally, I think that this is one of the greatest things to come out of American Grit. I think whoever wins that $250,000 at the end, cool, good for them. But I think when you get to give back to people and you get to make a difference in people's lives, that's what matters. That's so awesome. all yeah. of you have the opportunity to do that that's if you go awesome. and make a small Shout donation. out to that. Yes, I love it. I love it. Jill, thank you so much for being on the show. Real quick, I know you just started Twitter, but what's your Twitter so people can go on there and follow you? Real quick. So it's Jill Morton underscore grit. Jill Morton underscore grit. Make sure you follow her, and they'll have information for the grit cares and everything on there, correct? Perfect. I will post it, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I got you, I got you, Jill. I just followed you. Boom, done. And I'm going to follow you, too, as soon as we wrap up the show. I followed you. Again, Jill, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ah, uh, I hate that you had to go, um, but I know I know you're doing good. And thank you so much for sharing with us. We appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. That's been our show. Want to thank you so much for tuning in. I've been your host, Lim Gonzalez. You can find me 
everywhere at The Poet Saint all day, every day. Check out your website, stayinthemic.com. TK, where you at? You can find me on everything at TK Trinidad. Again, I have uh, you can I have a little Instagram thing going, work out with The Rock. I really want to work out with The Rock, so help me help you because I'll post all that good stuff. Also, I do have a charity event going on, uh, donating to Boys and Girls Club for Canada and the U.S., so I have that going on for my birthday season. And you can find me at Sports and Sass on Twitter with three S's and Sports and Sass with two S's on Instagram. Yes, and Ty, where you at? Oh, Ty. Oh, Ty. Uh, he, he said he's you can You can find me on Lucha Underground. <laughs> and, 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 and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All of that. Yeah. Ty Matthews. Ty Matthews. Ty Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next week, make sure you tune in. Make sure you comment. Keep the conversation going. Remember what Jill said. Go donate. All of that. And we'll see you next week. Executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 